Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. It's been online since 2004. My friend and colleague is Bruce Aldrich. Today, Bruce, as you know, we are celebrating our 200th episode, and we are going to celebrate it with uh, a good... Where'd the time go? I don't know. You, uh, I have a little hair left. I know you have... You're, Mine's all gone. It's all gone. Producing this. Thing. You're still a handsome guy. It's okay. Um, our guest today is uh, Jennifer Newman. We're calling her Jenny. I think she likes to be called Jenny, and she is the editor-in-chief of Cars.com. Editor-in-chief, I should say, of Cars.com. We're going to be talking today about a very important topic, and that's um, car seats in automobiles, which is, you know, we're the Weekly Driver podcast. We're talking about automobiles. So, Jenny, uh, we feel like we know you already. We had some technical issues early on, but we're with you now. So thanks for being our guest on our podcast. It is my pleasure, and congratulations on 200 episodes. That is quite a milestone. Isn't it something? We're we're four (laughs) years into it, and we're, I think we're going strong. We, um. So far, so good. Um, Jenny, could you take us through maybe just an overview um, of the survey uh, that you've done and completed with all the stats and figures and different kinds of seats and, and the, sure. the, the things that got pluses and minuses? And give us a, a, a good quick overview, if you if you would. Oh, of course. You know, car seats are, are such a part of, of family life and owning a car. And recently, cars.com uh, did a national study, and we found that 56% of parents have uh, stated that they've had difficulties in installing car seats. And of course, 84% of those parents say that they find the process frustrating. What what we're trying to do here at cars.com is, is help people, and we install car seats into the test cars that come into our Chicago office. Um, this year, this past year, we installed um, car seats into 51 vehicles. And with our car seat fit report card, we published all of those results. So we're installing infant seats, a rear facing and forward facing convertible seat, as well as a booster seat into a variety of cars. So it's anything from a compact SUV to a, you know, a uh, um, full-size sedans, minivans. Um, if it's got a back seat, we will we will most likely put car seats in it. Although every once in a while, if it's a coupe, I might I might refuse to do it. Gotcha. <laughs> it's really tight. <laughs> you mentioned the word frustrating in there, and that's what comes to mind for me. Um, I only put car seats in occasionally uh, for n- nephews and nieces' children. And one of the problems is there's at least three different types of seats, and the kids are growing in and out of them, so it's always changing. And at the end of the day, I always have the parents put them in. You know, that's probably a really a smart idea, simply because they're more familiar with the car seats. Um, and, and, you know, there's a variety of ways that car seats can be installed, and getting that installation correct can be frustrating at times. Um, I'm a certified child passenger safety technician, which what that really means is I underwent 40 hours of training to learn about the various ways, um, you know, that car seats can be installed. And what what we see in cars today, of course, is there's something called the latch system, which are the lower anchors and top tethers that you'll see in your rear seats. Those are those little bars, usually in the out, outer rear seats. Um, Those are the lower anchors, and they're supposed to make car seat installation easier. 
But that's not always the case. Sometimes they're hard to find. Um, sometimes they're not labeled well. Um, sometimes the back seat is just really tight and it's hard to get a good uh, a good fit of the car seat back there. So there's a lot of different ways that there can be um, frustration when it comes to car seat, car seat installation. Well, there's confusion too because older cars, I think it's, what is it, before 20, 2002, don't have Correct. latches. And then you got to right. use the... Uh, um, the shoulder harness. And yeah, so, so you, yep. you know, sometimes you don't even know whether you're supposed to be using both or, or sh- harness only or what. I, I didn't even question. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a latch <laughs> system back there till about three years ago. Yeah. I, you know, you can use seatbelts to install car seats safely. Um, with, if you do, you want to make sure that the retractor that's, you know, what keeps your shoulder, uh, the shoulder strap in place. If you were to break real suddenly, um, you want to make sure that's locked so that it's not moving around. So that can be difficult for, for parents and caretakers because there are different ways to lock that. And you need to read your car's owner's manual to get the guidance on how your car works. Um, you know, it has been quite a few years now. It's almost 20 years since uh, the latch system was first introduced. So we're seeing the majority of cars have this system. But um, you know, as I mentioned, they, sometimes they can be difficult to use. And one one point on your question about whether you should use the seatbelt or the latch system or both, um, you should pick one, right? So pick whatever sure. works best for for you, uh, but definitely don't use both. Uh, you know, that's sort of like the belt and suspenders uh, <laughs> dressing okay. with belt and yes. suspenders. You don't you don't need both of them. You just need one. Uh, another thing you just mentioned was read this or read that, and it's like. The child, uh, the safety seat, whatever it is, has the directions on there. But guess what? I sometimes I don't have my glasses. So I can't read that. And I'm sure as heck not going to go online and read the, the manual for the car or read a book that's, you know, two inches thick. So it, it is troublesome, like I say. Let the, let the folks, parents, the let parents the, put it in. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's funny. We, we do, as a, car, as a technician we help parents with the car seat installation. And the first thing that we do is basically we pull out that owner's manual for the car seat and the owner's manual for the car. And we're kind of reading them together and comparing what the two say to find, you know, if there are any, if there's any guidance from the automaker about where, where you can install car seats and where you can't. Right. So you, it is really important to take that extra step in time um, to read the owner's manuals. But uh, as you mentioned, this year installing car seats for nieces and nephews. So I feel like that might be more on the parents. <laughs> Jenny, I will add this that, and you'll know this term and I'm sure a lot of people know it. There, there are certain sections of a car manual that instead of being in 14 or 12 points, should be in maybe 36 point or 48 point. So you can actually <laughs> read it while you're, while you want when you want to read it, you don't have to get the reader glasses or your prescription glasses. That would be my <laughs> tip for the day, right? Yeah. Make something that larger point size. Um, well, and one of the things that we do at cars.com is when we do, so we are installing car seats into all of these different vehicles and you better believe we get that, those owner manuals out. And that's part of our process is we're reading the section on, um, 
on, you know, installing a car seat. So if there's anything unusual, we usually write about it. We, every car that we test, we, we write an individual story that walks through how each car seat fit. Those are called our car seat checks. And um, so if you, if you ever need sort of a quick guide on how, how car seats are going to work in an individual car, you know, definitely come to cars.com and see if you can get that information about that car. Specifically, I'm looking at this list and, and, since we're talking about children on some levels, you've you've um, graded these car seats and manufacturers with with grades, you know, and it, yeah. it's a, it's a good way to do it. And um, you had five cars that got straight A's. What a that's a nice thing to say, straight A's. And I'm just going <laughs> to list those cars real quick. It was the 2021 Nissan Sentra, the 2021 Genesis GV8, everybody's or almost everybody's favorite new car. The 2021, I, sh- I think I said five, it's actually four. The 2021 mm-hmm. Audi SQ8 and the 2022 Hyundai Tucson Hybrid. Um, so those four cars um, totally shined. Different, totally different price points. Totally different price doesn't, points. Yeah. Money doesn't mean anything. Thank you, Bruce. I was going to add that. So it, it's all over the map. So if you would, um, tell us about those four cars, and particularly if... If you've heard anything, whether it's from the consumer end or the manufacturer end, of cars that were rated highly and cars that weren't rated so highly. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, what's really interesting to me about this this list of our our honor roll um, cars for our car seat checks is, you're right, we, we really run the gamut here. We have a compact sedan, which is the Nissan Sentra, and frankly, really affordable. Yes. Um, you know, so that's a nice option for families who are, you know, watching their pennies, and frankly, who isn't? Um, you know, so... It, it Editors and chiefs of cars.com is not watching their pennies, I don't think. I'm, I'm, I had to say <laughs> I that, I'm sorry. I Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. To, I apologize for interrupting. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. And, you know, but the Sentra is great because it's small and it's affordable, right? Um, yes. We have two luxury SUVs here, the GV80. Um, for this test, we we tested the two-row version of that SUV, and there's also a, a three-row version. So, yes. you know, with two rows, it worked really well. It, just to be completely transparent, we have not yet been in the three row version. And so we haven't had a chance to give that a try. Um, the SQ80 is another two row SUV, um, high performance. So if you you know, are looking to have some fun behind the wheel, but you still got to take the kids to school, this could be a really great option for you. And then, of course, the new Hyundai Tucson Hybrid, which, um, you know, the Tucson itself was just redesigned. And this is the hybrid version of that vehicle. And uh, it, it it really fits car seats beautifully. It's just simple. It's a very simple installation. Jenny, how many people do you think uh, consider the ease of uh, putting a car seat in when they're making a car purchase? Well, there. So, in our national survey, we found that sixty-seven percent of families uh, said that uh, they make a vehicle purchase decision based on car seat fit. You know, one thing to consider is car seats are now with you (laughs) from the birth of your child. It could easily be until your child is 10, 11, 12 years old, because, you know, you want to keep your kid in a booster seat until they're four feet, nine inches tall. So for some kids, that could be a really long time. One of my sons, I think he was in his booster seat until he was nearly 12 years old. He was begging me to get out of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, so it, it can be, that's, that's a long time to be, to be dealing with car seats. And it makes perfect sense to me that, you know, um, so many people, 67% make that part of their consideration process. Wow. I, I never did. I, I think in <laughs> zero to 60 times or something like that. And, uh, other people are thinking car seat, but that you're right. That's very important. The, uh, the neighbors next door have three children and, um, from time to time, old man, me, takes the young kids to yogurt. And the first time I did it, um, I was just watching the kids uh, for an hour or two while mom and dad had something to do. And I said, let's go get yogurt. So I went to the yogurt shop, and um, there were just two of the three children. The youngest boy, uh, Charlie, wasn't there. But the two girls went with me. When I came back, we went in my car, and we went back. Um, Dad's a very mellow guy, and he said, hey, James, that was really nice of you. Um, the kids still have to go in car seats. <laughs> so, <laughs> would you have them standing up on the front seat? <laughs> no, they had seat belt. They had the seat belts on. Oh. I was savvy enough for that, but they were still pretty young. And he said it in such a nice way. But really, he was saying, "James, don't do that again," <laughs> which wow. I, which I, which I didn't. But it was a, it was a learning thing. And it, 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 the yogurt shop is I don't know three quarters of a mile away, so we were we were pretty pretty good about it. But it was a lesson learned for that. Um, I want. I was going to go back just for a second. Have you heard from any of the manufacturers that either you gave the honor roll uh, status to, or manufacturers that that didn't do so well? Have you had any reaction or um, uh, yeah. conversations we, with manufacturers? Well, we've heard from Nissan um, about the Sentra being named in our honor roll, as well as from Hyundai about the Tucson, and um, they were they were both, you know, really excited to get that, that distinction. Um, as far as hearing from automakers who we've graded, you know, given, um, lower grades or frankly failing grades, yes. um, you know, we don't take that lightly. And so, um, we've been doing this, we've been publishing these car seat checks on cars.com since 2013, I believe. So we're well established with the automakers and, um, they're used to us asking, kind of deeper questions when we're running into weird, you know, different layouts in cars. So I don't think they're surprised. Yes. <laughs> they might get, you know, dinged a bit. Um, and I know that they, I, I've been told by some automakers that they definitely pay attention to our feedback and, and what we publish, right? We, we're not telling them anything that the, that um, shoppers don't see. We're, we're, we put it all out there for everybody. Um, but there are a couple of vehicles, you know, um, the Honda, Honda Ridgeline, which is a midsize pickup truck yes. has very unusual, um, tether anchors, which is a, I'm going to get geeky on you here. That's all right. But the tether anchor is, um, you use it when you have your, your car seat, your convertible car seat in the forward facing, oops, in the forward facing position. And it, it basically keeps the top of that car seat, um, from moving forward you know, violently in a crash. So it, it secures the top of the car seat that protects the child's head and neck. Super important. In the Honda Ridgeline, that anchor is on the side of the rear seat. And it's it's difficult. It can be difficult for to find. It can be difficult to use. And so, you know, we've, we've called that out in past years. Um, and I think just this summer, I tested the Ridgeline again, and it was it was still in that position. So, you know, that that's a known issue um, that we were sort of making sure to, to report to, to readers of our, of our car seat checks. Sure. Um, two things to add real quick is that, uh, like you, um, Bruce and I, uh, tested the Ridgeline, uh, and 
um, for a variety of reasons. We didn't look at car seat we latches. We didn't look at car seat latches, <laughs> but it, it added to uh, a disappointment, um, just as a quick aside of, I like the old Ridgeline better for a whole different bunch of reasons. And I guess maybe the car seats is one of the reasons why you know it better than I do. The sales have just really tumbled on, on mm. the Ridgeline. Despite when it came out, I was pretty mesmerized by the truck being so different. And and now it's not so different. And obviously, from your perspective, it's it's not doing so well for, for children either. So Cars.com cars killed it. Cars.com killed it. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have to say, it's one of my favorite pickup trucks to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it rides amazingly well. And it's, I'm always, I, I kind of forget I'm in a pickup truck when I'm driving it, which yes. to me, um, you know, can be a positive. Um, you know, you lose some of that, some of that busyness that you find in other trucks. So there, there are plenty of good things about the Ridgeline to say too, but car seats can be a little bit of a struggle, at least with that tether anchor. I thought it might also be a good time to uh, remind listeners who, who, what Cars.com is, and I'm just going to read what you guys provided, and I hope that's okay with you. It says uh, Cars sure. Cars is a leading digital marketplace and solutions provider for the automotive industry that connects car shoppers with sellers. Launched in 1998 with the flagship marketplace site Cars.com and headquartered in Chicago, the company empowers shoppers with the data, resources, and digital tools needed to make informed buying decisions and seamlessly connect with automotive retailers. So that's a that's a quite they an introduction. They do a lot of research. You do you a can... lot of research. <laughs> yep. And I think, I don't know how Thank long you. you've been there, but I actually contributed to cars.com um, back in oh, the day when I, when I was first getting involved. It's For me, it's been 15 years or 16 years, but I don't know. I, either I contacted this site or it contacted me and I, I contributed. It's been probably 10 years ago. But almost killed it. Almost killed. I almost like killed my I c- killed my career by screwing up too bad. No, no, but it was, I forgot what the contributions were actually, but it's, so it's been, but it was a decade ago or so. So anyway, I thought I'd at yeah. least let listeners know what cars.com it's, it's obvious what cars.com is, but in, in detail, it's good to let listeners know what exactly what you guys are up to. Yeah, I, really, we're the place where um, shoppers, car shoppers and car dealers meet. And if, you know, if you're looking for a, a particular vehicle, if you know exactly what you want, or if you just uh, are really early in the in the shopping um, part of your journey and, you know, you're, you're just starting to gather information, we're, we're really great. We've got, um, you know, we have, in, we've got the inventory the cars that you're looking for. We've also got the content. We have the editorial department that, you know, writes about both uh, what is working well in a car and what is not. And we, um, we're an independent department. So we are not influenced by, you know, sales or um, marketing or anything like that. We, we operate, um, we basically, you know, operate on our own. And I'm really proud to work at this company that really supports an editorial voice like they do. Great. It is a good system for, uh, or a good website for consumers. I, I enjoy it each time I go to it. One of the things I oh, looked nice. at uh, when I uh, was looking at your car seat fit report was the fact that it breaks it down by the type of car, too, SUV, sedan, what have you. And one of the things I came yeah. across, it was also breaks it down by uh, three across, what vehicles fit yeah. three across. And I thought, that I have run into before. You know, we have three kids. Shall I take the... Uh, the Subaru Outback, or do I have to take the the, the uh, mom's uh, 
Grand Cherokee or, you know, we have several cars. What car do we take? Because who knows if it'll fit all three. Well, through cars.com, you could look and see what cars fit three across. That was a great little extra. Yeah. I mean, that was a question that we were getting from readers, um, you know, really frequently. And so we incorporated that into every car that we test. We see if it fits three across. Now, you can jam car seats in, right? But what we're doing is we're we're making sure that if the kid who's in the booster seat can actually buckle their seatbelt, <laughs> you know, they can actually reach their seatbelt and buckle it. Sure. Um, and you know, we you don't have to have you don't have to have a minivan, though I love them. Um, you don't have to buy a minivan if you have three kids. There are two row vehicles out there that will fit uh, three car seats across. And some people want their children, you know, within easy reach of that front seat. So it, it is absolutely something that people are looking for. I would think. I also like the, uh, you mentioned too, when the seats are in there, it, you always put them in there. Well, during your test, I think you put them in the middle row if it has a three rows. And then mm-hmm. you, you mentioned, or part of the grading system is how well you can or cannot access the third row. That's important. It really is. I I think this comes out of um, having kids of my own and the other child passenger safety technician does as well. And, you know, when you have a third row and you're, you're juggling maybe two kids, maybe three, you know, you want, you want your kid to be able to get into the third row relatively independently. And so we're, we're looking at things like how high do they have to step in to, to get into the vehicle is there enough space that, you know, the, the, that the second row slides forward enough that you can, that a child can maneuver into that, into the third row. And then we also put car seats back there. Um, if there are tether anchors or if there are latch anchors, we'll, we'll put a forward facing convertible back there. If there aren't, and there's only a seatbelt buckle, then we'll just install the booster seat. But we really want to see, you know, what the full, um, how functional a third row is for car seats. We, and we report that back as well. I also noticed that uh, I had never thought about there again, because I don't have kids, but um, you grade based on how much room there is, especially on the, the rear facing, I think is the, the, the oh. most, most mm-hmm. distance hungry uh, seat arrangement. So, <laughs> you know, maybe you could put it back there, but the, the poor guy in the, you know, the passenger or the driver would have to have his knees up in his lap to, to make it work. So, yeah. that, you know, that would be a poorer grade than, than a car that had more space. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Those rear-facing car seats are incredibly space-hungry. They, they, uh, you, you know, you'll take a big, what you think is a relatively big back seat, you put a, you put a rear-facing seat back there, and you can be amazed at how much space it eats up. So, we the reason we we always install those rear facing seats behind the front passenger because our theory is that you don't want the driver to adjust their where they're comfortable for driving. You don't want them giving up precious inches that frankly, you know, it's important to make sure that they're comfortable in a good driving position. So we put that first we put those car seats behind the front passenger seat with the idea that, you know, if if that seat needs to slide forward it's a little bit better. It's a little bit safer. But at some point, if you're too close to the, the dashboard or the glove box um, and the airbags, you know, that's its own problem, too. Sure. When they get a little bigger, you flip it around and then they kick the back of your seat. How do you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> if right. I could figure the answer to that one. <laughs> uh, Jenny, I, I have no problem. I thought of a different area and I'm not sure how to properly ask the question, but 
I'm the journalist here. Bruce uh, is a former police officer from way back when. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. My sister's a corporate attorney, so I'm I'm kind of the bottom feeder here. But with the legality of all this, being in the company of a former police officer and having a sister as a person who handles legal matters, do you guys get involved in in as consultants if if there's an issue with somebody not paying attention to the law and there's an accident and um, are you guys ever involved in that manner? No, we have not been, uh, we've never been pulled into something like that. So um, yeah, I think we'd probably have to reach out to the legal department at cards.com and see what they would say about that. Gotcha. Cause I, I wondered if, if there is an accident and you know, hopefully children will be okay, but there isn't a car seat. I wonder how that follows through legally too but that's for another podcast maybe i guess um <laughs> cars.com would pl- claim poor fitment that's right that's how they sneak out <laughs> maybe maybe that was too much of a tangent so but i was i was curious about it because i'm sure legally um there are people who get involved when that if it's not a tragedy and they can ask people what happened and then they see that there's no car seats that's that's a major deal so uh, yeah, well, and I, I met a lot of um, wonderful firefighters and police officers who also took the child passenger safety training. There you so go. So I, you know, I think that's probably where they lean first. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would think so too. Is there some other area, Jenny, that that we should be aware of um, that we haven't covered in terms of the importance of of uh, your survey and car seats in general? What what are there are there is it getting more and more difficult as, as the technology of cars, for example, comes into play, as cars get more elaborate, or maybe some cars are getting more simple? Yeah, what about airbags? What about air, airbags or other technology? Does, does it affect um, what you guys do in, in, with respect to car seats? Um, as far as, you know, I think, I think um, there are a lot of uh, mistakes that people make when it comes to car seat installation. And so that tends to be where, where we focus more, um, you know, with, with shoppers and readers, Mm -hmm. um, because it's a lot of, there's just so much to car seats, frankly, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how you position the car seat could change based on your child's height or weight, right? Where the straps lay on their shoulders is dependent on which way the car seat is facing. If it's rear facing or forward facing, um, you know, there, there are angles involved. You need to make sure that the recline angle is correct. (laughs) There's so much there that, um, can trip up parents and, and, and caretakers really easily. So that, that tends to be our area of focus, um, as we try to just help people with, you know, correcting the, the simple mistakes that then makes it go from um, a car seat not working well for their child to a car seat working well for their child. Great. I noticed, too, just the strap system for the actual child, not counting the seat. The seat's already in maybe properly, but, you know, as a race car driver, you want those straps as tight as you can get them practically. And a lot yeah, of times yeah. mommy doesn't want them tight and junior, you know, doesn't want them tight. And if they're loose, you've kind of defeated the whole thing. That's exactly right. You need those those straps to be tight enough on the child that if you go to pinch the harness, say at their shoulder, you can't, you don't get any slack in that, in that five point harness. And you also want to make sure that the, the clip that connects the two sides of the, the shoulder straps, there's a clip, a clip that's at their chest. You want to make sure that's at shoulder level so that, um, 
you know, if it's not connected or if the straps are too loose, that, that chest clip might help hold the child in position in the car seat rather than, um, unfortunately having them ejected. And, and that's why you want to make sure that, you know, those, those straps are correctly or tight enough. The chest clip is in the right position. The car seat is facing the correct direction. You know, we're, we're talking about your child's, um, safety and welfare. So it absolutely matters to get the details right. Great. Well, as I remember, as we mentioned, as I remember standing up in the front seat and holding onto the dash. As, <laughs> Me as too. Drove along, so. <laughs> Anything's better than that, I guess. We are showing our age today. <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> hey, Jenny, um, we're, we're going to, Jennifer, we, we, I say officially Jennifer, but since we're close friends now, we can call you Jenny, yes. I, I'm assuming. Um, yes. We wanted to, we want to thank you very much for, for being our guest on the Weekly Driver Podcast um, folks who are listening, if you like what we do, we have a new feature on our podcast. It's a wonderful system called Buy Us a Cup of Coffee, where people can do that if they choose to. And um, when we have guests like Jenny with, with a very important issue with um, uh, child car seats, it's it's very good um, information to spread to the community. So we're happy to have you to repeat as our uh, 200th episode guest. So thank you very much. Um, Jennifer Newman, uh, the editor-in-chief of Cars.com. Thanks for all the information and your knowledge today and, and keeping a, a good sense of humor with us. We really appreciate oh it. Oh, my. <laughs> well, thank you, and congratulations again. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jen. Bye-bye now.